Yo, what up, what up? You are listening to a brand new episode of Behind the Baller. This is episode 82. I am your host, Ben Baller, a.k.a. the Korean John Cusack, a.k.a. the Korean Robert McCall. If you do not know who Robert McCall is, then please press stop right now on this podcast and slap yourself. All right. Use both of your hands. Why is this podcast different from any other business or entrepreneurial show? Because 100% of those cats that are doing big things in the entrepreneurial podcast space ain't did what I did. Okay. They may have made more money than me, but overall, they didn't face the same adversity as I did. All right. They didn't do all the cool shit that I did. They ain't the Forrest Gump of motherfucking hip hop. Okay. Even the older cats, all right. 99.99% of those guys guarantee were bozos in high school. I was the class clown, all right? You see, there's a big difference. I was who I was before social media, all right? I spit that free game, and I don't give a fuck, all right? This show is not for punk, pussy, little weenies who like to complain, all right? This show is for everyone who is up against the odds and still says, fuck it. I want to run with the big dogs. All right. This show is for the ones who are headstrong and find a way to win regardless. All right. You ready to be a part of this gang? The BTB gang? Then let's get this motherfucking show started. So I'm back to work. Um, I got 13 chains to finish. And then I got more orders after that. I've been fucking avoiding homies calls. Um, fuck, I just thought about it. I missed. I didn't even want to say it because some of your fans, some of my boy's fans listen to the show. They're such big fans of his. They listen to my show. And then they go start complaining and start talking shit on the internet. But anyways, listen, I don't know how the fuck I'm going to do all of it. But I am. How am I going to finish all these chains while dealing with the pandemic? With, of course, a lot of help from my team, all right? Um, and everyone knows to keep eight feet away from me. With that said, look, obviously, if you've been listening to this show, I know and I'm fully aware that we are in a pandemic, all right? And, and more importantly, we're in a depression, right? That's beyond recession, okay? But look, I don't care. Anyone who hits me up for a chain and asks for a discount or uses the word deal, you will get ignored and you will get blocked. Okay. Simple. Look, I'm not for everyone. And there's a reason why luxury businesses suffer during a recession. We're not a necessity. All right. I understand that. Okay. You don't need to be buying a chain from me then. All right. Hit TV Johnny or someone else. Okay. And stop talking about how much money you got in your songs or on social media and then come to me talking about you want a discount. Man, you tripping. Speaking of which, um, I'm actually uh, possibly getting involved in something. And I'm not blocking my blessings. It's something cool to be talking about. But HK, my favorite gun maker, 
has reached out to me for a project. So it's dope. Look, man, I'm going to get mine regardless, period. That's just how I am, all right? My store is closed until August, but the online store is open. So you know what that means? Because this shit's got extended, I'm going to create a new discount code just for the podcast listeners. Yep, you know, I'm always showing love. So they now say that coronavirus stays in the air for up to eight minutes. Okay, fuck me, right? I've been inside a liquor store or inside a market, right? Just running, doing a real quick run. I've been inside a liquor store for like four minutes before, like max. You go in, get what the fuck you need to get, right? Imagine you, you go into a store, handle your biz, go get your little fucking, you know, Casamigos, tequila, whatever the fuck it is, and then you leave, okay? And then while you're in there, you know, while you're, you're paying for your fucking shit, maybe you sneeze in the air, who knows, right? By the time someone walks into that area, you could be in your car, or you could be halfway to your motherfucking house by now, all right? And someone just caught the Rona. But if you had had a mask on, and someone else had a mask on, and they had glasses or goggles to protect themselves, then they're good, right? Because I'm not walking into no motherfucking store in the last three months without a mask on, and someone else should, okay? There's still a lot of flat earthers out there that are acting up, okay? Dumbass, entitled people who think there's a different agenda. And you know what the crazy thing is? If you guys ever watch Vice, there's a lot of Republicans that watch Vice too. Vice is a great fucking show. They're a great media fucking outlet, whatever the fuck you want to call them. I remember when Vice was just a small little fucking eight inch magazine that was free. And um, they go out and they get their fact check shit straight. And they put out there like, yo man, there's like 65 million videos or 65% or some shit. Basically referring to pandemic, they're using that dumbass bitch doctor who ain't even a doctor. She's a researcher and has a PhD. She is not a medical doctor. But they got her on the fucking cover page of the thing. But they did some research. And most of the shit that you're seeing on YouTube, including pandemic and all that shit, is all misinformation. All right. So anyways, going on. Imagine this. All right. Speaking of, this is where, I, where I'm getting at, okay? Talking about my freedom and, you know, my rights and all that shit, right? Because, you know, I don't fucking, I don't fuck with the police, period. But, you know, I do my little good things. I do my little deeds and here and there, and I do little things. I have my moments, okay? But just imagine this real quick, okay? I have made over $100 million in my lifetime, all right, as an adult, easily, all right? I'm talking about what I've generated, you know, overall and sales, thing, way over that, okay? Um, I'm not talking about what I'm worth, all right? Because I'm worth more than a billion fucking dollars to me, right? And to my kids, whatever. I'm not even talking about my net worth, okay? Relax. I'm just saying I've made a lot of paper into the world, to society, for the economy, all that stuff, okay? But to be courteous to others and help society and mankind, I've accepted the fact that wearing a mask isn't a big deal. You know, it, it, tell you the truth, sometimes, depending on where I'm at, yeah, it is harder to breathe in it. But the benefits and the risks, it, I'm not going to take those chances, right? And I'm a gambler, right? There's no such thing as a sure thing. But this is the lock. You want to make a lock bet? All right, wear a fucking mask. And I got people out there who are gamblers too, and they still don't get that concept. I'm like, yo, man, how the fuck could you be a good gambler in life, all right? Yes, there's still idiots out there who are talking about, you know what? Uh, California has 40 million people, blah, blah, whatever, and hospitals in California aren't even occupied. There's all these empty beds and blah, 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 whatever. Man, they were saying, there aren't even counties that had over 100 or 200 people in it. Like, what? 
check this out, dumb fucks. Okay. Obviously, I have a lot of fans. Okay. I have a lot of followers. I have a lot of listeners. And on top of that, I have a lot of family and friends who work at hospitals. Okay. From doctors, ER doctors, nurses, RNs, LVNs, respiratory therapists. Right. And they're all over California. In fact, all the ones that I personally know on a very close level, they're all in California, from Eureka, California, all the way down to the border in Mexico, right? LA County, motherfucking Pasadena, uh, Riverside, all over the place, okay? The hospitals were packed in January and February already, just from fucking flu seeds and all that other shit, okay? And no, look, man, they say that COVID people, if, if you mark down COVID for a patient, you get more money. That might be true. So fucking what? So they're going to do that? No, look, man, when people are fucking dying, understand this. If you have the flu, you don't have coronavirus, you fucking dumbasses. Okay? Even some of my good friends who I love dearly, they've even said, you know, people I love died from the flu because I've talked to doctors. Man, there's even doctors out there that are conspiracy theorists. Okay, cool. Conspiracy theorists, I'm sorry. Look. If you died of the fucking flu, the autopsy is going to say you died of the fucking flu. The number one sure sign that these fucking CDC guys look for is when you don't have the flu, that's when they get worried. Because they're like, oh shit, like my man Rich, who was on the show, on the emergency podcast, who whose grandma died because she got infected with coronavirus via him. Anyways, understand, you can't mix those two up. Sorry. It's what it is, okay? People are trying to say the fucking faking the numbers. All these people died from this. Oh, they died from a car accident. Oh, guess what? Put it as coronavirus. Man, shit, what? Are you fucking stupid? <laughs> Anyways, the peak of this shit hit us here in Cali in late March, okay? And guess what? Triage at Cedar sinai was three hours fucking long in March, all right? On a daily basis, just to wait to get to go fucking see anybody, all right? And they built a special outdoor tent hospital right? That shit's right across the street from my fucking store. I see this shit going on, right? Same goes for Orange County. Same goes for fucking San Bernardino area, right? Same goes for San Jose. Same goes for San Francisco. Same goes for Oakland. What the fuck are you talking about, right? I'd like to know. These motherfucking hospitals were packed and over fucking occupied. There are some spots I know. My boy, Casey, you know, my real estate agent, he was like, yo, man, the one in Silmar is not that bad. Okay, cool. I'm sure some people had rushes here and there, but the areas that were hit, they were motherfucking hit. I don't know what the fuck you talking about, right? Like I said, there was hundreds of people in the triage. How many motherfucking people do you think? You know, people were fucking infected. Like, I don't get it. Like, how fucking stupid are you guys? Yes, there's 40 million people in, in, in California. Man, what the fuck does that matter? Okay, we're going to get a little more deep into this shit, right? But some, I just was looking at this thing here. Some dumbass bitch, okay? A.K.A. a Karen, right? Karen is like is like the derogatory term for goofy-ass white bitch, right? She walks into a Gelson and videotapes herself, not even realizing that she made herself look like a fucking idiot. She goes to this dude. He's at the front door. He's like dancing. He's happy. He's just happy to have a job, he says. And she's like, oh, um, I don't want to wear a mask. And he's like, oh, I can't, you can't come in then. And she's like, oh, you're going against my civil rights and all this other stuff. And, my, you know, my, um, 
going against the Constitution. I want to see where we you know where the policy is. You're discriminating, blah, blah, whatever. So the dude goes, look, man, you can talk to the manager. So he brings the manager out and she's, he's like, what's the problem? She goes, I don't want to wear a mask. He goes, okay, you can't come in then. And he goes, can we shop for you? This guy offered, it was nice, kind. He's like, I can shop for you. And she's like, no, no, no. I need to get personal private things, things that I don't want you to do. Per my HIPAA thing, I, I don't want to you know disclose that to you. I have the rights to this and that. He goes, look, man, this is a business. We have the right to refuse service to anybody. We're not discriminated against you. She goes, yes, you are. You're not letting me in without a mask. I can't breathe with the mask and blah, blah. And this bitch trying to make a big thing and make it all this stupid shit. And she's really, she actually made herself look even dumber. And I fucking love that people chimed in and they were just like making jokes and shit. Like, nah, that bitch was just too embarrassed to the fact that she was going to buy some bleach so she can go drink it. And also the shit. But anyways, bitch, you tried it and you're corny. Anyways, look, man, stop fucking reaching, all right? I think if people took shit more serious, we could open up the economy easily. Open the motherfucking country up, open the sea. I don't give a fuck what the fuck you guys do, all right? I know what I'm going to do. But fools aren't taking it serious, okay? Texas has now recorded their highest infection count yesterday to date, and it's been two weeks since they opened. Again, it's not rocket science, okay? It's not fucking crazy calculus equations, of course, it was going to get worse. Why would people think it was going to get better? My boy Lil Duvall posted something in Jacksonville where they opened up the economy. You know, they opened up Jacksonville, whatever, and there's less cases. All right, cool. Is that going to last? Who fucking knows? It's still too early, okay? But Texas has been open up now for two weeks, right, or something. So it's not surprising, okay? And it's, you know, but well, let's see what happens. I'm not going to say shit, right? Somehow Florida hasn't been bad, but who fucking knows what's really good, all right? I'm down to let everyone go out and do their thing. All I'm saying is be smart, right? I, me personally, I'm not pushing any fake agendas. I got nothing to gain from staying at home, okay? Obviously, only my son's health, which is priceless, okay? I've been talking this shit for months, but I've eased up on it. But I'm just letting people know now a little bit. This is my little talk in the intro. It's what everyone's talking about, and I'm just going to say my little piece, and then we, we carry on. I've already said this, man. Look. I'm not taking a fucking vaccine made here in America, all right? Dick Stain, Donald Trump already said that one will be made. We'll have a vaccine made by the end of the year. Okay, so by 2021, there'll be a vaccine. Okay, well, now I'm telling you people, I ain't taking that shit. And if I were you, I wouldn't take that shit either, all right? Just be smart and protect yourself, okay? I'd wait for fucking at least a year and see how this shit goes for others. Look, I'm seriously thinking about taking the flu vaccine this year just because I don't want to get my kids sick and have any kind of extra shit. And I'm thinking about it. I've never taken a flu shot in my entire life, all right? But I'm considerate. Influenza or whatever, B, A, B, or the fuck it is. The flu shot's been around forever. It has helped some other people. I don't fucking know. Um, every year, I do get sick, all right? I don't get as sick as I used to, but I do get sick. I have kids. You know, when you have little kids, you get sick. I don't want to have that shit go around. It's going to be an ugly winter this year. I'm going to tell you that straight up, all right? But again... I'm not taking no motherfucking federal vaccine, like, not here. Nah, I'm telling y'all. I mean, I, I wouldn't trust it, all right? You might take that motherfucking uh, coronavirus vaccine and fuck around and take shit and look in the toilet and sh shit's pink and green and fucking purple. Look like motherfucking 6 9 jumped into the toilet, all right? But anyways, they got these idiots, Eric Trump, so other people are saying that social distancing doesn't work. In fact... Eric Trump said, he said this for real, he said that this is just a ploy by the Democrats to get his father out of office. And then he said 
COVID-19 is going to disappear after the election. Like, bro, he, he really said that, okay? He, this shit's real. Look, look man, <laughs> there's people out there who really don't think that, that, yo, there's millions of people who've got it. Fuck the flu. And this, there are over a million people who've died. Fuck the numbers at CNN and CDC. I'm talking about China and all the real shit, okay? And then I saw some documentary the other day or two days ago, this Chinese guy, he's like a health director there. He's like, why would we benefit from saying that less people die? Because, dumb fuck, you guys don't want to be that much at fault, all right? Anyways, look, man. Listen, man, okay? <laughs> I want you guys to, who think that social distancing doesn't work, okay? So it doesn't work. And you guys are also saying this fucking, this coronavirus is a hoax. Okay, so if it doesn't work, then what are you really saying? You're, you're basically admitting that there is a virus out there that is killing people because you guys are arguing, no, you could do this, do this, do this. And there's people out there that it's just, you're not making sense, okay? If it does exist, and this is a virus that is being spread through, you know, droplet transmission, airborne transmission from speaking, then how, why the fuck would social distancing not work? Please tell me, okay? You're just basically admitting that there is a virus out there that's killing people, okay? In three months, this virus will have killed more people than anything in the world has, period, okay? That's AIDS, all right? It's fucking the flu. It's already past the flu, car accidents. This shit is neck and neck with cigarettes and cancer, okay? But if you're talking about from March till now, you can't even compare. This shit is fucking killed way more people, all right? And why can't you compare it? Because you can spread it by just fucking speaking to someone in close proximity. Again, I don't understand. Look at you guys can do what the fuck you want, all right? But if anybody comes too close to me, you're going to see why HK is my favorite gun. Okay? Anyways, um this weekend was my first PML quick strike. For those of you who don't know what quick strike is, quick strike is when we all gather in the car community. This is mostly an exotic car meetup where we go out there cuz everyone has a small penis like they all think and whatever it may fucking be. And we go and we go kill the streets. You know, my car is called the Destroyer because it's a destroyer. It owns everything in the street. We go out there and destroy shit, right? And um, there's been many quick strikes. I've missed very few. But last year, I traveled a lot, okay? And I haven't been to a quick strike in a very long time, all right? I haven't even been in an exotic, I haven't been in my exotic car to go meet with other cars in a long time. All right. The last time was for Morning Octane. I talked about it. It was many months ago, and I caught a flat tire. So I, I you know, I missed the last quick strike. Um, well, that was Morning Octane, but I missed the last quick strike because I was in New York City when it happened. Some drama happened while I was gone. Whatever. This was different. Quick strikes are always meet up at seven in the morning. Um, some motherfuckers meet earlier, and at seven thirty, seven forty-five, we go and split, and we take a drive, and we go, you know, whatever, and then. You know, our day is done with, with that shit by like 9.30. Some people go to breakfast after. That's why I usually do it with the homies. But this was a charity um, event held by the, it was hosted by the sheriff's department. And it was for the kids. Okay. Everyone who wanted to attend was asked to email private address because we weren't trying to make it like, you know, just a, a free for all. And that's what we're doing. It gets, gets too fucking crazy. And we don't want to meet at Platinum Motorsport, which we usually do because the police just go too fucking crazy. And everyone was asked to follow these simple rules, okay? One, wear a mask or you won't be allowed to go. 
Two, keep six feet from everyone else. Some didn't do that, all right? But everyone did have a mask on that I seen. It showed up, right? Number three, follow and obey all the traffic laws. Um, most of the people didn't follow, but that's on them, okay? And the last rule is you must bring at least one unwrapped toy that was had a value of over $10, okay? So I thought it'd be something chill because it was via email only, you know, through invite, whatever, but fuck. Sure enough, I get to the fucking event exactly at like 7.02 in the morning. It's supposed to be a 7 a.m. meetup. There's over fucking 100 cars already there, all right? Now, it was good to see some familiar faces, you know? So my boy Kevin Wong, my boy Ali, uh, my boy Mark. A couple OGs showed up, you know what I'm saying? A lot of the, the car Instagram shooters and stuff, car spotter, all that stuff and everything, right? And uh, a lot of new cats, okay? And one thing for sure was this was mostly a BMW an AMG event, right? This was the most BMW in AMG. In fact, we were outnumbered. Exotic cars were outnumbered big time by M cars, AMGs, seen some Hellcats, uh, seen a couple Skylines, some GTRs, right? But um, I began to get like light bubble guts and then I started getting some bad anxiety. So like right at 7.30 a.m. when we're supposed to leave, you know, we get the, we get the route, the route gets uh, emailed to us and uh, I got the route, I was like, man, fuck this shit. Look, my crew ain't here, so I'm about to shake the spot and head to the city of industry. And, you know, I'm, I'm here solo. So, you know, usually when I take off and I'm like, I'll, I lead the, the pack. Motherfuckers just to start going, right? Some cats follow me. Plus, it's better when we go. It's just, you know, it's not too crazy because then it just gets hectic on the freeway. So um, some cats follow me. Um, I hit like a light 145 miles per hour, you know, on the 60. And uh, we hit the 10, you know, from La Brea. And then, um, you know, past downtown LA. Then right after downtown LA, we enter the 60. It's a nice little open stretch, you know. And uh, right where like ended into East Los. And uh, like, you know, I hit that light, like, you know, 145. It was traffic on the road, by the way. It wasn't like straight open. Like I've been on a couple of, this was, there was traffic on there. We had to weave through some cars. I had some homies behind us uh, following. But then when we got to the city of Montebello, right when we were passing Montebello, there happened to be some lane closures. So... I was still driving a little bit. There's some dude in the bends. I was kind of getting a little silly. And I seen him slam his brakes. And I looked over to the left and a convoy of sheriff SUVs. In fact, one car looked like a fucking like an army truck. Had sheriff's buttons all over it. They're going to the event, of course. So, you know. Anyways, we get to the event. I do my thing. I say hello to the um, person who was hosting it, the main host. I hosted the PML Quick Strike, but the main host is this guy named Sean Lee. He's a Chinese dude. He's a very well-known philanthropist and uh he's also a car enthusiast and, and he's an og in, in, in the games older than me you know i said what's up to him and uh you know put the toys down i had like four toys that i put into the truck and there's a bunch of cars that showed up all kinds of crazy cars that was crazy right um my man rd was there rd owns um big exotic car luxury car uh company and um some other cats you know i've seen said what up, you know, nobody shook hands, none of that shit, right, I told you, I actually only took, I don't really take pictures anymore, unless I'm an event that I'm promoting, which this would be, but I took like two pictures, I'm let you guys know now, I'm not really taking pics anymore, it's not that I'm cool or anything, it's, well, one thing, we're in a pandemic, two, when this pandemic does slow down and end, until it's really over, over, I was already feeling this way, but I'm just not taking pictures, because of what's going on with weirdos and shit, and people saying things, and people saying that they know me, or this and that, or it could be a fucking girl, and I could be at a hotel, and people are like, oh, you know, oh, I, you know, we saw Ben fucking with some girl. Let's go DM Ben's wife and blah, blah, whatever. No, that's just not how it goes down. 
Anyways, I did my thing and I took off. I hung out for like 45 minutes. Um, I didn't have no coffee, none of that shit. I didn't have coffee all morning. That's why I probably felt crazy. Um, the last thing I needed was motherfucking coffee, especially with no bathrooms, coronavirus. That's another thing too. Look, man, for somebody who has ulcerative colitis, you don't want to end up being in a car somewhere unless you got a toilet in your fucking back, in your car because you don't want shit and have a stomach be all fucked up. You know, I know my stomach's fucked up. It's obviously much better. But what I'm saying is last thing I want to do is have coffee in the morning and be in a fucking exotic car and not figure out something during coronavirus and a pandemic and not be able to pull over nowhere. So anyways, I leave the event. Um, I jump on the 60 and I head back, you know, west. Two exits. I get fucking pulled over by a CHP. I, and the higher patrol pulls me over. And the dude is with another person. They both get out. I have my windows down. I'm like, man, my car's all fucking dirty anyway. I'm just going to have my boy Jesse clean it later. I'm sitting there. Got my hands out, you know, hands like in clear vision. And the dude asked me for all my shit. He was like, yo, man, you know, I pulled you over. I was like, bro, no, nah, I don't know. Because I'm listening to the Pot Brothers, you know, and um, visit the Pot Brothers a lot, the lawyer guys, and also um, my man, um, Mr. Checkpoint. And he's like, you were doing 131. And I was like, damn, man, you know, so I wasn't paying attention, man. You know, um, it's a lot going on. He's like, oh, what's up with you? And I was like, oh, my stomach's acting up. Um, I got a sick son at home. And I just left this charity event that I was co-hosting. So, you know, I want to drop off the gifts and I just want to get back. And so the dude, you know, he was like, oh, you're at the charity event? He goes, we were just at the charity event, too. So he verifies who I am. And uh, it was actually quick. It was like eight minutes. It was way quicker than usual. And they, and they let me go. And I was like, holy shit, I didn't get no ticket, nothing. Because I was being reckless. I should have paid attention better. But I didn't get no ticket, nothing. Knock on wood. Uh, now, look, I forgot to mention, I had my GoPro already for the first time. Shout out to my boy Lonnie. I had my GoPro set up already. Okay, I got the suction cup mount. Okay, I charged my GoPro at nighttime before. I turned on the GoPro in the morning, connected to the GoPro app. The shit was at 100% battery when I leave my crib, all right? From my crib to the meetup spot was like maybe a 10, 11 minute drive, okay? I'm at the fucking spot for like 30 minutes, all right? So that means like, you know, whatever, almost an hour's elapsed, whatever. By the time I get to leave the charity event, the fucking GoPro's dead. It's like 6% battery. And I Googled why, and I find out later, if you connect the GoPro to Wi-Fi, it dies faster. But I'm like, the fuck? Like, I guess you could connect it directly to a charge or whatever, but... Like, I didn't know that. But anyways, it's like, it shouldn't fucking die that motherfucking fast. But look, man, it just, it, the shit dies fast as fuck. The, the app is kind of cool, but all right, fuck it. I guess I won't be connected to the app anymore. Um, I didn't even get fucking eight minutes of video. But look, man, I'm getting used to it. I'm gonna start fucking with this GoPro thing and obviously get to it. But uh, look, man, right about now, Miles, can you let these folks know a little something about that good What's that good? What's that dude's name, man? It's that dude from Arizona. What's his name? Oh, yeah. Lakey Lake. Yeah, Miles. Yeah. And we'll be right back. Hey, don't forget. Jackass of the Week is coming up. So the last few episodes, I have told you guys about our new sponsor, Acre Gold, our official subscription platform for gold. Now, there's a lot of uncertainty with markets and having gold is important to have just in case shit really hits the fan. 
Acre Gold lets you make small monthly payments and then sends gold straight to your doorstep every few months. I encourage all of you to sign up so that you're putting money into different formats that will increase during shitty times like these. It's valuable to not just rely on any bank account or paper money. This is something I wish I did in the last recession. Here are the benefits of Acre Gold. It's affordable. You don't have to pay out of your pocket all at once. It's convenient. Physical gold bars mailed to your doorstep. Acre branded gold is the highest quality designed in California and minted in Switzerland. Subscribe for $30 or $50 a month. Once your gold stash reaches the price of a 2.5 gram Acre gold bar, they will discreetly ship your gold. You can easily cancel or modify your plan to suit your needs at any time. Find out more by going to getacregold.com backslash baller. Acre is the sponsor of this Behind the Baller podcast episode. Getacregold.com backslash baller. So check this out, man. Um, no fucking cap. All right. I still have no Wi-Fi. Like, I don't know why I didn't say that in the beginning of the intro, but I'm like, what that means is my Wi-Fi drops every five minutes. Yes. Five minutes goes by and guess what? The Wi-Fi goes out for two to five minutes. Okay. Meaning my Wi-Fi goes out like fucking 10 times an hour. It goes down like 70, 80 times a day. I might randomly get a 45-minute run, like once in a day, that's it, okay? The node is supposedly being fixed. I actually went off on this dude who came over here, and he's just doing his job, but I was like, I was, I'm telling you, man, I'm just at, I'm at my end with this shit, right? And I don't really get good service, cell service where I'm at, so I depend on that Wi-Fi, like I've said before. But I pray it's gonna get handled by this week, Okay, there's supposed to be a fucking supervisor coming out to my crib tomorrow, all right? But it's been over two weeks, and I ain't gonna lie to you. Last couple episodes might have been kind of fucked up because I'm just not myself these days with that going on, and like my, my kids, you know, it's fucked up. Like, let's be honest, all right? Wi-Fi is a big part of people's lives, and imagine if you don't have good cell service. If I had great cell service, I wouldn't even trip. There's no cell service in the man cave, and you know, I partly made that, you know, with the cement and everything because I didn't want motherfuckers to try to come down here for whatever reason if it ever got to that shit, you know what I mean? I'm busting motherfuckers in the ass here. They ain't communicating no way. Fuck a walkie-talkie, anything. But let's be honest, man. Slow Wi-Fi or no Wi-Fi? I'm taking slow Wi-Fi all fucking day, all right? But again, it, it, I'm just dropping. My shit's fucked up. I, I wish I had slow Wi-Fi, Okay. Speaking of Wi-Fi, look at man, I know it's hurting everyone. I know people's Wi-Fi are fucked up all over the country. You want to know why now? Because Nelly must have had motherfucking Spectrum. Because I checked out that Versus this weekend. And it was uh, Ludacris versus Nelly. And a lot of people like, yo, Nelly got bigger hits. He sold more records, blah, blah. It's it, true. But yo, man, Luda just is just doper and he's cooler. And well, this is pre-fucking Fast and the Furious and acting shit. But uh, man, this was definitely... The worst verses to date for sure. This was this shit was trash. All right. Luda won. You know, I watched some highlights after, but look, man, I had to push eject on the battle. 
Okay. I couldn't even push stop or pause. It was fucking terrible. Right. I drove somewhere where I had four or five bars of, um, you know, cellular service. So my shit was, you know, like when you're on LTE on, you know, your phone, I was getting like 20 Mbps so I could stream, you know, HD. It was just terrible, period. And of course, Nelly's Wi-Fi was just a part of that shit. But this Versus is getting dry now. They need to figure out something else with it. I love Swiss. That's my boy. But they need to figure out a new format or really they need to figure out a new platform that they could do this on and a better like way to do it. It's just, I don't know, man. Like who's next uh, on Versus? I, I don't even care. All right. Shit's getting weak. You know what's not weak? Tops Project 2020. Yeah. Um, by the way, my Ricky Henderson sold 15,741 cards. I hold the record for the third highest selling card in the Tops Project 2020. Actually, it's like kind of Tops history when it comes to the 48-hour window. Um, I obviously hold the first with my Mike Trout. This dude, F-Dot, I think. I, you know, Fucci, I'm sorry. Fucci holds the second spot with 16,000 something. He was like 600 cards ahead of me. And uh, it was Ricky Henderson. You know, Ricky ain't really been selling crazy during, during this, this, this project. But um, now I have sold the most, I'm the reigning champ for Ricky Henderson cards, all right? My Ichiro's number one, it's starting to skyrocket. The motherfucking card's going for big bread right now. It's doing crazy numbers. Motherfuckers ending at over $600 a card, the regular card, okay? But my Ricky Henderson sold almost 16,000. That's over four times more than the highest selling Ricky card to date, right? Um. My man Blake sold just under 4,000 Ricky uh, Henderson cards, and uh, this did really well, right? But everything's moving. Everyone's starting to move really well. Sophia Chang is moving cards. Even old boy, who um, um, Keith Shore, who I was paired up with, he did his best numbers ever by like three, four times or more. Uh, my man Don C, who is obviously with Excel Sports Management, it's also my guy outside of everything. If you guys know, he owns RSVP Gallery. It's also Kanye West's best friend. And uh, Don C is a big Chicago light, you know what I'm saying? Um, his first debut card finally came out. And of course, it was uh, Frank Thomas, being that Don is from Chicago, he's from the Shy, you know? But yo, Don C sold over 11,000 cards in his debut. That's how good this shit, this project is moving. And these things are gonna be worth money, you know what I'm saying? Once this 20 you know, card set is done, Motherfucker's gonna make bread. I promise you. Everyone listening to this show right now, I promise you. You own every 20 of my card, I promise you this shit's gonna be making bread. If they, and I know Tops doesn't wanna hear this, but if they do a Tops Project 2021, I'm not doing the same cards. Do you know what I mean? If they try to like redo or they try to do another artist with other whatever, cool. I just know for me, this is the only time I'm doing it, these 20 people. So rest assured, these things will hold value. And the project's gonna be worth shit. We did some dope shit with this stuff. Back from man Don C, he came real late to the party. You know, dudes are on their fourth card. M might be a few people on their fifth. This was his first, but he's going to catch up. We got till December. But uh, overall, this is the most successful project outside of pro baseball for top, for sure. Even though it is pro baseball, I'm talking about like the pro athlete direct cards. This is like, you know, this is the biggest project that's hit them. So I can't wait for my Derek Jeter card to drop. Um, that's going to be my best card for sure out of the whole set. That's going to be the most valuable. Um, I, I'm pretty sure, I'm hoping it's going to be the best-selling card, right? I think my Griffey is going to be, you know, either second or third out of the whole set. Obviously, I got a lot of Seattle fans 
and followers out there. My Griffey Jr. is going to do things. But that Griffey's going to come later, later down the line. Uh, the Jeter is kind of a surprise, but it's, it's coming sooner than later. Okay. But big things are happening all over. Everyone in this project is moving well. All the artists are eating. So I'm hyped for everybody. Okay. FYI, I dropped my next card this Wednesday, the 20th. That's uh, in two days from now, right? And it's going to be Dwight, a.k.a. Doc Gooden. Um, I don't know how many Mets fans follow me, right? But New York Mets, you know, this dude is a, is a big dog. Doc Gooden, you know, Dr. K. But yeah, Dwight, card's dropping this Wednesday. I think I'm paired up with my boy, Blake Jameson. Um, I'm still very excited for all these cards. I might not be promoting all of them all the same and understand, you know, why and certain things, you know, and it's just... I'm just letting it move and letting it rock and letting it flow natural on the bigger people that are something, you know, to me in my life. Like, I ain't got no story for Ted Williams. I, you know, I ain't even got no story for Willie Mays, you know, and whatever. Like, Sandy Koufax, he's a Dodger, but I don't have too much else to say about dude. But I'm still very excited about this project and about my rendition of these rookie cards. And um, also, I got an ESPN story just about this project and specifically my Mike Trout card that's dropping on the same day. And my boy Blake Jameson's also on that ESPN story. That's dropping this Wednesday. And uh, I think there's somebody else who's a part of the project as well. But man, look, man, Blake is killing it. He's one of the hardest artists in the group. Uh, my man, again, King Saladin. Shout out to my boy King Saladin. Shout out to my boy Wayne from PCNY, who's always held me down when I'm in New York. Even if I'm not, if I don't see Wayne, Wayne holds me down, offers me a ride, whatever. He's always tied into any kind of, any kind of automobile, exotic, car driving, logistics, anything. Man, Wayne offered me a car at like 100 bands. That was like a $240,000, $250,000 car. I wish, I fucking wish I bought this fucking, this jet van. I fucking still regret it to this fucking day. But anyway, shout out to my boy King Saladin. He just sent me this crazy ass toy and he's part of the, one of the artists in the project that's been killing it. He's, he's doing solid numbers. Um, before we go any further, I need to stop and pause for one second, all right? I need to express to you guys that the only day, like the only like 12, 20 hour period I did not take CBD was on Friday, all right? Friday day, Friday night, and Saturday morning, I, I didn't take CBD, all right? That's the, the only time in, in, in weeks that I haven't. And guess what? I got a fucking anxiety attack, all right? At the quick strike, the worst time to fucking have one when you sit in an exotic car. That is why it is fucking important that you go and shop at buylegalmeds.com, okay? And get you some of that good cloud nine syrup. They got all the bomb ass flavors like that watermelon, like that grape. Um, and uh, look, man, get you some CBD pre-rolls, get some CBD gummies, whatever floats your boat, all right? Buylegalmeds.com has every possible CBD solution in every format for all your needs, okay? They even have fucking pet CBD in tincture form, okay? My man Joe, who founded the company, is a solid dude, right? He's an honest guy. If you want to follow him, his Instagram at is at Hustler. Yes, just like it sounds, Hustler. Right? As if that motherfucker was Larry Flint. I don't know how the fuck he beat Larry Flint in it, but he got it. It's a solid dude. He's got a solid website. And the thing is, Hustler is selling that legal drug, all right? That legal CBD. 
okay? He's got the best selection of full-spectrum CBD in the world, all right? I have a bunch of CBD. I've stocked up on it. The best part about BuyLegalMeds.com is that they ship to all 50 states and even some countries, all right? And the even better part than that is if you are a behind-the-baller listener, you get a fucking 50% discount on the entire website. Use discount code BEHINDTHEBALLER and get half off of anything in the store. Go nuts, go ham. Pick up some CBD and get your life right at BuyLegalMeds.com. So uh, it's that time. Now is the time of the week where we choose the biggest dick fuck dipshit, right? That does or says the stupidest shit that anyone could possibly imagine. Uh, Miles, cue in that soundbite, please. You jackass! So this week's Jackass Award goes to the NFL player, or I, I don't even know, is he an ex-NFL player? I, I know he played for the Cardinals, no clue if he's still in the league. But I do know he didn't do shit in the NFL. He sat the bench, and I don't know how many fucking downs he even got. But his name is Matt Leinard, all right? Matt was a part of the National Championship College USC Trojans team with Reggie Bush, all right? Reggie's probably the bigger part of that team. But anyways, yesterday, Matt Leinard tweeted, um, he was replying to somebody else about coronavirus and everything else. And he's like, yo, yeah, I feel you. My mom died of cancer. It lives and breathes in our society but we don't shut down for cancer. It's sad and unfortunate, but at some point, we have to look at the sheer numbers. Yeah, jackass. Yes. That right there earned him jackass of the week. And there, there are some contenders up there, but that right there, just because this dude graduated college, you know, I've met dude several times, you know, seems like a coherent person. Okay, so Matt, look, man, first off, let, let me explain. This is actually the only thing I need to say. Okay, it's the first and only thing that I need to say on why you are the jackass of the week. Okay, you know, much love to your mom. Cancer isn't contagious, you stupid, dumb fuck. All right, you can't just get cancer by sitting on a plane next to someone, you know what I mean? And like have a light conversation with them and whatever. No, man, that's just not it, all right? How the fuck do you compare cancer and coronavirus? And then to make it even worse, you tweeted later, oh, I deleted the tweet because I don't want to disrespect my mom. And with that tweet with my mom, there was so much ignorance and so many ignorant replies. By the way, FYI, I don't think cancer is contagious. But you guys are just missing the point. Um, Matt. Jackass. What point, dummy? Okay. The entire reason why the world shut down was because of how contagious COVID-19 is. And again, it has killed more people than cancer has from March to now. So now what? Okay. And again, this is the most contagious virus we've ever witnessed in our lifetime. Oh, I'm sorry, it's the most contagious virus ever. I know the Spanish flu would kill more, whatever, all this other bullshit. Man, I ain't trying to hear none of that shit. All right, fuck all that. Miles, please, again. You jackass. 
Thank you. Um, one of the runner-ups I had to mention, Jordan fucking Jordan Winter, one half of the Dust Brothers. He he pulled this up. And the runner-up was for Jackass of the Week was these two guys who shoplifted at a grocery store in Virginia. <laughs> when they got caught, they weren't wearing masks. Okay. Check this out. These two dumb fucks had watermelons on their heads. Yes, they got huge watermelons. They cut them out like jack-o'-lanterns and put watermelons on their head, okay, and, and shoplifted. Of course, they got fucking arrested. There was not much more to the story. I just read that and was like, okay, these are just fucking idiots. Um, I, I don't know. That's <laughs> just fucking crazy. Um, what else? What else? What else? Oh, yeah. The Last Dance is done. Um, I just want to say, for a sports documentary, that was fucking phenomenal. I'm not saying I took back what I had said on social media for Leon. I was like, oh, I don't really care. I don't see it. You know what? I said it, you know, and, and I don't want to say it was stupid to say. I just, you know, obviously I'm a bigger Kobe fan and I'm a bigger Laker fan, right? But I respect MJ, especially from watching this now. This was definitely the best sports doc I've ever watched. And why shouldn't it have been, you know? It's about Michael Jordan, Okay. What an amazing time. It brought back so much fucking, just so many memories. You know, when they focused on the 80s and the 90s and the cars, he was always in a fly whip. One thing stuck out throughout all the insane moments and all the quotables. One thing that, that stuck out was, um, I forgot what the fucking reporter's name was. Uh, anyways, she had said, she goes, he did all this. He created all this mass hysteria worldwide, all over the world. He gained all of this fame and notoriety without any social media at all, right? This is when the NBA was only in 80 countries. Now this shit's in over like 220 now or 250 now countries. It's fucking everywhere, right? This was a different time. And it's like, this guy couldn't fucking live a normal life. Not even like Bieber or anybody. It was crazy. Everyone in the fucking world wanted to meet this dude. And MJ was just from fucking being so amazing and so competitive. I hate the fact that the check down posted a fucking meme a, a shit with him and Tom Brady oh both got six rings man don't ever compare fuck you can't fucking compare Michael Jordan to fucking Tom Brady I don't give a fuck I don't care about that fucking listen Atlanta was whack as fuck that year and they let them come back from I don't give a fuck about that shit wasn't that dope Atlanta wasn't that lit period okay the Patriots when it did that they when it came back three fucking downs it, if you know Seattle is like fucking what they're undefeated Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson are undefeated if at halftime the Seahawks are up by three. Anyways, going on, Tom Brady ain't the fuck. Fuck Tom Brady, okay? Michael Jordan, no social media, none of that shit. Like I said, man, goats were who they were before social media. Obviously, he's a lot older, but there's motherfuckers older than him that are on social media, okay? Some people said throughout this thing that he was a bully. Fuck you. People said he was a bad guy. Look, man, fuck you. All right, that's just how shit was back then, okay? I hate how things are ran now, all right, with the NBA, the way the dress code. Look, man, I don't like dressing up, but I respected it. I get it, okay? I hate how the game is played now. It's so soft, okay? They play tough. Motherfuckers are getting socked in the jaw, and they might not call a motherfucking, you know, a technical or whatever else. They just let motherfuckers play. You had to earn a fucking foul then, all right? Anyways. Last Dance was dope. Um, I could have watched all 10 episodes in a day easily. Uh, I might rewatch it. It was good. 
it, like I said, it brought back so many good memories in times, you know, um, by the time this doc ended in real life, which is 1998, okay, I wasn't balling, right? In fact, it was one of the times where I actually had went broke, right? I didn't have 10K in the bank, I had 100 pink. I already spent all that money that Dre gave me. I was being a fool. I was fucking some strippers. I was being reckless, you know, um, but, you know, I was still hanging out. I was still the man. I was a fucking big DJ at the time, you know, I had billboards. I was doing my thing, but the experiences that were going on, you know, I just had so many fucking great times during that era, and uh, it brought back all the dope shit, right? And uh, shout out to my man, Marcus Jordan, uh, Michael Jordan's son, in episode 10, the finale, the last episode of Last Dance, he's rocking my chains. I made him, you know, the trophy room chains, and it's dope because it's a fucking super clear HD shot scene of my chains on Marcus Jordan. So again, shout out to Marcus for uh, repping my work in The Last Dance, it's fucking awesome. Um, I can't wait to step my golf game up. That's all he talked about. Michael Jordan talked about. It's crazy. And golf is like the ultimate game. And I've been wanting to just get this shit going and and really like, you know, I've been riding a fucking bike every day. I've been, been riding the fucking echelon and riding a bike outside with London. And uh, Ryder's birthday's coming up. So I'm going to fucking get him a bike. Um, he has a, a bike now. It's fucked up. I don't know. He's just, I don't know. what. So he's destroyed it. But I can't wait to get my golf game up. Um, golf is a game that nobody's perfected, no matter how fucking good you are. It's a fucking difficult ass game. And uh, I'll maybe get a chance to finally play with MJ now because I've turned it down like two or three times. Uh, shout out to Taylor Made for the plug on the clubs and my man, George Lopez. Yeah, uh, for those of you who ordered my gold vacuum sealers, just know, look, man, this week I should have an idea of when these things are shipping out. Um, the coronavirus obviously fucked a lot of things up. The people who won them on this show, okay, the lucky people who won them, I've only got two addresses so far, okay, so listen up, send me your fucking address if you won and I mention your name or someone else will get them and they may not get them on the show, I might give them to a family member because motherfuckers didn't get them, I held back a few for this show only, all right, yesterday I took London out in the Ferrari, in the Pista, not the GTC Luso, Took him out on the pista, and he's been in my Ferrari, in my FF. That's the only exotic car that my, London, my son's been in because it's a backseat in that car, okay? London has taken pics. He's took pics inside of all my exotics since 2012, since the year he was born, all right? And that's a lot of fucking cars since that, not that eight years. But he's never been in any of the coupes driven. He's only been in the FF, okay? Because my wife would fight me to the fucking very end about their safety, etc. She knows that I'm an absolute hooligan when it comes to getting in these cars and going silly. I, I don't just cruise in them, right? Um, they even made baby seats. You know, Ferrari has baby seats for kids who are like at least five years and older to sit in the front, but she wanted my kids to at least be seven, and now London is legally tall enough to sit in the front seat Right? I have a small little real thin custom leather booster that this dude made me. So it's like super dope, but he's tall. He's so fuck. It's crazy. He had such a huge growth spurt. And London's like the tallest kid in his class. And uh, I mean, he's had a real big growth spurt. It's, it's crazy, man. London turns eight in a few months and he's like the height of 10 year olds. Right? Uh, London's definitely going to be over six feet tall. He's going to be taller than me for sure. But uh, we went cruising around town like a nice 20 minute cruise and he fucking loved it 
right? Just seeing his face, the way he was laughing, he was like, oh, he's just cracking up. He had his head stuck out the window, just enjoying the air. Every time we're at a stoplight, he's waving at everybody, saying hi to people. People are, you know, taking pictures of the car and everything else. And it's just normal. And he doesn't, he's not used to it. So he's like, dad, look, this person's take, talking to you and everything. He's just, he loved the feel of it. You know, we hit the freeway and everything. And he was just, it was so awesome to see him in that mood. It put me in such a good mood. It, I just, man, and we get home. And Ryder's in my fucking, in, you know, in the front yard. He's fucking tripping. You know, we open up the gate, we get through, and he's like, Ryder cried the entire time we were gone. So I was like, all right, you know what? Fuck this, Ryder. Come on, you're going to come with me. It's all good. And my wife was like, yeah, it's fine. Just put him in the booster. Boom. And, um, you know, he turned six this Saturday on the 23rd. And um, have I told you guys the story why the number 23 is so significant? Kobe Bryant was born on August 23rd, right? And my son was born on August 24th. But he was born at 12.07. So he was seven minutes away from being born on the same day as Kobe. Now, I was always really bummed about that because I want to be born on the same day because, you know, I'm a huge Kobe fan and he was a friend of mine. But the crazy thing is Kai is born on the 23rd of, of July and Ryder's born on the 23rd of March. They've all been 23. It'd been kind of fucking cool. Anyways, Ryder turned six this Saturday and my wife said, yeah, just let him go. It's cool. Put the booster seat in there. And now Ryder was the biggest fan of all the exotic cars. All he does is talk shit. Yeah, dad, let's go fast. Sounds like a race car, dad. He loves cars, the movie. Ryder used to tell me all the time, you know, when we'd be in my S Coupe or even in the FF, in the Tesla, you know, Tesla's fast as a motherfucker, right? But for some reason, we hit the turn and he just didn't like how loud the car was. It was irritating him. He's like, daddy, roll the window up. And even with the droning at the car with window up, it was too loud. And he's complaining anytime I put my foot on the gas. And like after 10 minutes of cruising, I look to the side, I start talking to him and he's knocked out. Right, I just fucking fell asleep. And I was like, fuck, man. That's why he was being in a bad mood. He starts complaining. He always does that shit when he's tired. You know, he went swimming and shit and you know, it's hot outside. So I was like, man, it's going to be a 45 minute nap at least. So I started cruising. I said, man, fuck this shit. So I drive to the beach. I'm in a rar, you know, I drive to the beach and I, and I drive back. I get to the beach and back and it's like 45, 50 minutes, right? And um, by the time we got home, you know, he, he, he finally woke up. And, uh, you know, lately I've been sleeping in the man cave. And, and we have a guest bedroom down in the man cave, like full functional, like hotel style guest room. And the boys have been alternating with me this week. Like they've been alternating with each, with each other on sleeping with me downstairs. They're just not going to sleep tonight because they got a school night. But they've still been sleeping during the school night, whatever. Anyways, but at nighttime, when they go to sleep, like during this pandemic, I just watch them sleep. You know, I kiss them on the head. I just look at them. And I just stare at them. I look at their faces. And I look at, I stare at videos of when they were two, three, four, five. And I get so fucking emotional. It's crazy. You know, it's really something special to me. I think about, you know, while I'm staring at them, I think about who they're going to be in the world. I'm excited for them, you know. I want to know, you know, what's going to happen. Like, I want to look into a crystal ball, but I can't, you know. Um, I think about how I want them to be decent, you know, in society. I want them to be hardworking men. And I think like, damn, I got to cherish all these moments. This, this is the only time I'm going to get this. I'm never going to get it again. You know, London, Ryder's already like a big boy now. London's fucking grown up already. Like Kai is like the last thing. I'm holding on to Kai with everything I got, right? I think, man, am I going to be around to see them get married, right? See them have kids. You know, I get choked up every time I think about it. 
Being a parent is the fucking greatest thing that has ever happened to me in my life. I swear to God, nothing is greater. Okay? I want my kids to be happy. I don't give a fuck what they do in life. Okay? London wants to be a fucking, something to do with fucking uh, aquariums. Aqu he wants to be a fucking uh, marine biologist. All right? I don't give a fuck. If he wants to be a YouTube, whatever, writer, who knows the fuck he wants to do? Maybe he wants to be a Jew. I don't know. I just want them to have a better life than I ever did. And, you know, after 32, I had a pretty good goddamn life. But I mean, you know, up to that point, because I don't know, man. At 32, you know, I'm going to be fucking like 72, 70, you know, I'm, I'm going to be old. So it's just tough. But I want them to have more than I ever did. You know, I'm not going to give them the cheat code, but I'm going to be their fucking assistant, right? I'm going to be their executor to their dreams. No matter what the fuck they want to do, I'm going to support it, Okay. But uh, just that little drive for them, like, to kindly slightly understand what kind of cars that have been in this house for their life so far to this point is big, you know. And that you know, London kind of understands now, you know, what it is, what money is, and and certain things. And I don't want them to understand what fucking money is. I just want them to just to do their homework and be good kids and play and have fun. I want London's health to get better. I want London to outgrow this fucking respiratory illness that he has, you know. But, you know, I want them to understand how fortunate they are and everything, you know. London's never bragged about cars. He's never told his friends at school or anything like that, whatever. Ryder does it all the fucking time. Makes me uncomfortable. That's why I've only picked up Ryder once, you know, in, or twice in a Ferrari at school in a GTC. Like, I really try not to, you know, drop him off. No one really sees it drop off. You know, my wife, she has a nice car and we've always, she's always had a nice car. But it's just weird. Um, I just, just you know, they want to understand that uh, London... He loves the minivan too. So, it, it, you know, it's nice. It keeps them balanced, you know, as cool as he thinks it is because it's, you know, a lot of space and everything. Kind of missed the minivan. Fucking Jeff, motherfucker. But my wife and my mother-in-law, they put him in check a lot, all right? My wife, my mother-in-law especially tells and teaches them all the time how blessed they are because, like, they grew up better than Nicolette did, you know? And Nicolette comes from a prominent family, but, you know, when they move to the States, they live a different life. My wife lived in the Philippines, but it's just different. And, you know, from their native homeland, part of the name, because my kids are only part Filipino, but the Philippines has so much poverty, you know, they need to be more grateful. And I tell people this all the time. I was just telling my boy, Nick Totoro, who I had a conversation with. He's helped me out with my Jeter card. Um, you know, you could travel all over the fucking place, even some of the nicest parts of Paris and things like that, but travel to Asia. I don't give a fuck how nice to Tokyo is in certain areas. Tokyo is pretty good, right? But there's parts of Tokyo that are fucked up. You'd have to go certain areas and you'd have to really, like someone have to take you there. In Korea, there's definitely a lot of spots. China, ridiculous. And there's, no matter what, in 2020, you can go to these places and be like, yo, man, I don't know about some other people, you know, they're, they're like, all right, cool. But nah, man, America's still the best deal, period. It's, it's as far as freedom and all that shit goes. But, um, you know, my mother-in-law, you know, that she just teaches them, you know, on a regular basis. They need to be more grateful for their lives. They get three meals a day. You know, they get snacks at any time of the day they want. They, you know, they have clothes. They change two, three times a day and just so much more. And, and I try to discipline them, but I can't say no that often, you know, but I do get mad and I lose my cool. And, you know, they definitely have fear of me because, you know, I lay down the law, but I don't know, man, you know, these kids, they, they eat, they're so picky and whatever. But, but speaking of food, 
I've been low-key going ham on Postmates again like in the last week. And I'm only ordering this time from independent mom-and-pop restaurants. You know, any Asian restaurant that's Asian-owned is, is going to be independent in my eyes too. Just to help out a little bit, do my little part. Uh, Postmates been very clutch. I know, you know, the service fees are kind of high. But look, man, for me, where I'm at, fuck it, it's worth it. You know, the convenience factor is is definitely worth it. And it comes in handy as fuck for me. I haven't really watched a lot of shit. And uh, because obviously my internet is down, so I don't get to watch no movies. I can't stream anything. So uh, sad to say, but, it, and I'm not really embarrassed of it. I've been watching a lot of 90 Day Fiance. Like I've been catching up on this entire season. Um, like one, one, I'm like one episode away from catching up. But yo, this season is fucking amazing. And my wife and a lot of my friends watch it. Mike Rapport watches this show. And uh, a lot of my homies watch it. This show is fucking incredible. All right, 90 Day Fiance, you can watch any fucking season. It's not like you have to follow one thing. And there's so many different side shows. There's like before the 90 days. There's this, there's the fucking, the, I don't know, the bullshit, whatever. There's actually been a couple badass motherfucking girls on that show too. There's been a few. I'm sorry, this is one Puerto Rican chick. You're like, God damn, she's bad. But anyways, there's a guy, this this fucking goofy ass old dude who's been dating a chick online for seven years and he has never met her, Okay. She lives in Kiev, and or she might live in Russia. She told him whatever, and he has not met her at all. Right? So he finally flew all the way to the Ukraine to go meet her, and she stands him up. She keeps giving him all these fucking stories. This dude's just a fucking goofy motherfucker. Don't know what the fuck, because obviously this dude ain't fucked, had no pussy in fucking seven years, whatever. But, you know, after all the bullshit, he shows up to her crib, the one that he's been sending letters to and everything else. And then this guy's like living there. He's like, no, I ain't no fucking girl here by that name. What are you talking about? And then he hires a private investigator to find her. And um, this private investigator is like, yo, man, this lady, you know, from all the research I've done, she has eight aliases online and she's on dating sites and on social media. So I don't even know if this girl is real and she might be talking to other guys too. This girl may not exist. And that's even if she is a girl. You know, sorry, but you might have been catfished. So the dude caught feelings. He got mad as fuck. He's like, no, I have something real with her. I know her. He's even telling the hotel, like, employees down at the front desk. He's like, oh, there's this girl. I flew all the way over here to meet this girl. We've been dating for seven years. We never met. And the lady's like, oh, that's kind of crazy, you know, blah, blah, blah. This dude's a weirdo. Anyways, he gets upset. He fires the private investigator and says, nah, this chick is real. I'm going to meet her and I'm going to propose to her. This motherfucker brought a ring. He brought all these little boxes of chocolate. This dude's like super old school, like wrapped up boxes of chocolates and everything. And I don't know, man. I watched this episode, the, the second most recent episode. He finally meets a chick and she's actually decent looking. I was like fucking shocked. I thought for sure he got catfished. But yo, man, you got to check out the show. 98 Fiance is lit. It's on TLC. I'm sure it's on On Demand too. Guaranteed laughs. Guaranteed train wrecks. Like there's just, fuck. I forgot what this one from a couple seasons ago. There's this black dude who is a cool dude and he starts dating this chick from the Philippines. There's another girl right now who's from the Philippines and she's from the province squatter. Like, no electricity, living in a fucking, like, I'm talking, that's how shit is in the Philippines. And, like, anyways, this black dude starts dating this chick, and I, I'm just jumping all over the place now at this point. Look, man, just watch the fucking show. It is fucking hilarious, all right? But, yo, that is it for the show. That's all the time we have for today. I'm sorry. I got no motherfucking internet. This is already going to be a bitch to edit and all that shit. But, look, I am very grateful, all right, that we are always on the Apple Podcast charts 
All right, we always in the top 200, but we're really in the, in the top 100 consistently. All right, I'm so thankful to all of you guys, all my listeners. Please subscribe if you have not subscribed. All right, please tell a friend, tell another friend. I know I keep saying it, but I will get down and finish this K-Town Hustler series part three before the lockdown is over. That means I got a little less than three months. All right, but bet. God bless, no matter who you believe in, like whoever you believe is in charge upstairs, God bless, all right? But always know this, this is not your practice life. I love y'all. Lakey, please take us out of here, bro.